0: Welcome to the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. I'm your host, Alessio Donato, certified strength and nutrition coach, personal trainer, and opinionated Italian free spirit. After a lifelong battle with IBS, I successfully regained my health and built a strong and fit body from the inside out through relentless studying and research in holistic nutrition, as well as testing and applying health and fitness principles on myself. In 2016, I left a successful 10-year corporate career in the beauty industry that left me burnt out, sick and unfulfilled and took the leap into the unknown. I traveled for a year on a backpacking trip that changed the course of my life and pushed me to eventually follow my passion to becoming a health and fitness coach and set up my online coaching practice Alessia D. Coaching. I help fit conscious women get to the core of their health struggles, set attainable goals, develop a personalized plan and hold them accountable for transforming their lives. The destination is the same, but each person's journey is different. On the Strong, Fit, and Free podcast, we get open and honest about what it takes to build a strong and fit body from the inside out, talking all things health and fitness, mindset, no-nonsense nutrition, how to live life on your own terms, and a sprinkle of girl talk here and there. Join us on the journey to becoming strong, fit, and free. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode. This is episode five and I'm really happy that I've made it this far and I'm extremely proud of myself for um, finally doing this. And I've gotten, you know, great reviews from from people who've listened in and, um, you know, taking tips and tricks from the previous episodes. So thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, so this week I'm excited because I'm gonna be talking and diving deep into calories, macros, and fat loss for beginners and what you should be doing if you don't like tracking. That's right, I'm gonna be giving you simple tips on what you can do to lose fat if you don't like to track and measure and be, you know, meticulous with the numbers. Because let's face it, it's a busy world that we live in. And I know for a fact that I find it sometimes very overwhelming to have to track everything. I know how to track and I've done that in the past and I occasionally do it when I have specific goals, but generally I already know what I'm looking for when it comes to portion sizes and I already know exactly what I need and my body needs. Um, so when I feel like I'm eating a little bit too much, I know how to fix it. But I know that a lot of my clients don't, and they aren't aware of you know the calories in foods and the energy value. And um, they, you know, a lot of clients actually don't even know about macros. So that is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go back to basics. Um, but before I go into the calculations and how to actually track. Without tracking and all of that good stuff, I actually want to um, share with you guys some tips on how to actually um, eat <laughs> because I know that a lot of people still struggle with food in so many ways, and I obviously come from a nutrition background um, and. It's, my, it's, it's like my biggest passion to talk about food and to talk about what we eat and why we should eat what we eat and why it matters. So, um, you know, the bottom line is that the food that we eat becomes our cells, our blood, our organs, our bones, every single part of us. So why would we fuel our body with junk? And, you know, I think there's a lot of, like, misinformation out there now about flexible dieting and if it fits your macros. But I do have to stress, and I stress this because... I'm a holistic nutritionist and um, what I do, I believe, is really based around um, fueling your body with foods that actually, you know, make you feel good and are good for you rather than just, you know, trying to shove down as much uh, junk food as you possibly can because well, it fits your macros. Um, so I just want to kind of, you know, make sure that I'm not going to fall into that trap because I think it's so easy to do so. So um, why do we fuel our body with junk anyway? Well, the answer really is because it's everywhere and it's easy and we're bombarded with the advertising for it. And, you know, I could just look back at how I ate for years um, back when I was younger and I kind of cringe because I I ate so much crap and um, I didn't really know better at the time, to be honest, before I even got into nutrition. So it seems easy enough now to understand that we shouldn't eat junk and and we can't expect to feel good when we're eating junk food. Um, And we certainly cannot expect to perform well and thrive and avoid disease and if only I knew this a long, long time ago, and I'm lucky because, um, I grew up in a family where, you know, I ate at home a lot and, um, the food that my mother cooked was, well, still is, um, very, you know, fairly healthy. Um, but you know, I, I, I ate a lot of junk food outside and when I was at school, I would eat a lot of junk food. I mean, I remember that in school, um, they gave us pizza, you know, every day. Pizza and um, something called um, cheese bread, or it was like a cheese manakish, which is basically like a Lebanese bread with uh, with cheese in it. And it was certainly not healthy. But anyway, um, I digress. So all I wanted to just kind of talk about here is that what we eat absolutely matters. And we've been told, you know, time and time again, to eat low-fat, nutrient-deficient foods, and then we wonder why we're always hungry and we can't lose weight. And honestly, I think that most people think that it's it's their fault. And I don't know about you, but... Um, do you think it's your fault? Because I know I spent loads and loads of years um, chasing, you know, this, this, this uh, number on the scale. And because I couldn't figure it out and I couldn't reach that goal, I felt like it was my fault. Um, But to be honest, it's basically we've been following bad advice. And because there's so much misinformation out there and lots of contradictions. And, and I've spoken about this before where there are so many different diets out there. There are so many ways that you can achieve your goals that it can get very confusing. But what if we changed our focus to eating healthier with whole foods? Now, here, here's the thing. Like, I'm not that, I'm not gonna sit here and say that calories don't matter because they do. And unfortunately, we can't ignore that. Okay. Calories matter. We can't just put them aside and say, okay, forget about it. And we'll just eat clean because clean eating, while maybe okay for some time, eventually you're going to hit a wall with clean eating as well. Because if you don't know how much food you're eating, there really is no point in trying to lose weight and fat because it's just not going to work. It's, energy balance. It's, that is so important. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But what we do need to focus on is we need to focus on nourishment. What foods are going to nourish me versus foods that really, I mean, aren't going to really provide that much nourishment. And I believe that the biggest differences that make between people who do lose weight and people who still struggle is that those people know the difference between, you know, nourishing foods and foods that aren't so nourishing, but they don't assign, you know, morality to food. They don't say, oh, well, this is clean and this is bad. You know, this donut is, you know, off limits, but they, they understand the difference. And based on that, they understand that they, you know, need to eat 80% good whole foods that are nutritious. And then with the other 20%, they can, you know, have a little bit of flexibility and still, you know, fit in their favorite foods or their foods that aren't really that nutritious, like a donut, for example, but they can still enjoy those foods in moderation. And that is... What sets apart someone who can lose weight, keep it off, and someone who's constantly up and down, yo-yo dieting? It is a lifestyle shift. I think I need to stress that. Um, but it's not—it's not going just on another diet. Do you know what I mean? It's the—the the end result will be better because you will have improved your health um, by eating whole foods. But also, you're—you're you're not assigning, you know, morality to food, and now you're not you know, guilty because out there in, in, especially in the Instagram space and social media, you just see so many of contradicting information. Like you, you see these people that are, you know, promoting flexible dieting, And then you see the people that are promoting intuitive eating and, you know, eat what you want and stop dieting. And both camps are great. They both have positives and negatives, but we need to find that balance. We need to find that in between. And I certainly don't believe that you need to count calories for the rest of your life. And I certainly don't believe that that is what is needed to fight, you know, to get to your goal body weight. But I do believe that you need to have an understanding and you do need to be mindful. And once you have an understanding of energy balance, calories, macros, um, nutrition, basic nutrition at the very least, then you can make the informed choices and you can, you know, you can, you can make progress without needing, um, to always be told what to eat and what not to eat. And that's why I've stopped giving meal plans. Um, initially when I first became a nutritionist, I was giving meal plans and now I don't, I don't give meal plans anymore. Um, because I don't believe that they help most people. Um, I believe that they just kind of, um, they, 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 are not educational. You know what I mean? So I've stopped doing that and now I educate my clients on what to eat, how to eat, um, and you know to, to how to reach their goals so let's talk about fueling your body how can we fuel your body for the best results as we've touched on already the foods that you you eat can have a dramatic impact on how you look and how you feel your mood your energy levels your skin your hair and also as well as you age now food is also fuel for your body it's what gives you energy and that is A big part of it, but it's only just a part of it. It's not the only equation. That's why I don't believe that, you know, it's only calorie deficit. Um, I don't believe that that's the only part of the puzzle. I think that we need to look at it in a more holistic way. And that is what holistic, you know, nutrition is about. It's not just about looking at the numbers. Um, While they matter, we need to look at other areas of food, other things like macros, micros, micronutrients, and how food affects us on a cellular level. And really, my main focus isn't on just counting calories. It is important, but it's it's much bigger than that. And um, and I have a lot of clients who don't like to count calories. They find it time consuming. They find it um, difficult. And what you know, I have strategies that I give them that you know they can. They can count without counting, so to speak. And I'm gonna actually be sharing with you guys those strategies today on this podcast. So um, let's go into some basics. Now, what are the basics of nutrition? Micros, micronutrients, and macros, macronutrients. So the micronutrients are vitamins and minerals found in foods um in a smaller uh in a smaller dose versus macronutrients okay that's why they're called micronutrients and they fuel your body um and they are responsible for a lot of different things and I could go you know into an entire episode about vitamins and minerals but we're not going to look at that right now we're going to look at um the most basic things that you need to know right now, which is macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Um, so whole foods, if you look at whole foods, um, you know, if you look at an apple or if you look at a piece of meat, um, or, um, a piece of cheese, those foods are called whole foods because they're real foods and they don't have ingredients, so to speak. Um, they can tell they contain the highest levels of micronutrients the vitamins and the minerals that we need and they're critical for our health and well-being um, micronutrients are lacking in diets that include a lot of processed foods for example micronutrients can be things like sodium magnesium um, um, manganese uh, zinc iron you know all the really important minerals vitamin a vitamin K vi- vitamin D vitamin e um vitamin C, you know, these are all your micronutrients, right? Your, your, your minerals and your vitamins and people that have a a diet that's very high in processed foods are generally deficient in a lot of micronutrients. And so that's why I do not recommend that your diet is, you know, 90% processed foods. You need to eat your whole foods. You need to have foods that are rich and nourishing in micronutrients. Um, That's why the quality of the food is important and maximizing your intake of nutrients is so important and why my focus is not all about counting calories. Yes, it's part of the process. It's part of the equation when it comes to fat loss, but it's not the only thing that you need to focus on. So when we eat processed foods, for example, we are getting very few vitamins and minerals. Um, we're getting a lot of macros. Yes, we're getting macronutrients: our proteins, fats, and carbs. But we're not getting those micronutrients, and micronutrients are important. But they're again, they're not the they're not the peak of the triangle. They are. Um, you know, somewhere in the middle of the triangle. Okay, so we need to look at what is most important and we're going to look at like the levels of importance because I think that's also very, very key here. Um, What you should be focusing on first and what you can, you know, think about down the line later on when you've mastered the basics. So counting calories may be helpful, but it's important to remember to always choose quality over just the number of calories. So, for example, if you're looking at you know a packet of chips worth two hundred calories, um, you know. you you could you could definitely have this packet of chips and you can fit it in into your you know your your daily allotment but if you can think of okay what can I get that is a bit more nourishing for 200 calories um, and have that instead that is a better strategy than just having the chips now there's nothing wrong like I said with having the chips if you can fit it in in your daily calories in your daily allowance but again, it's so, it's, it's, it's different for everybody. Because for me, for example, I'll give you an example. I love chocolate. I love, love, love chocolate. I cannot go a day without some some form of chocolate. Um, and I fit it in because I know that that's what I love. So I choose to eat less fat from other sources so I can fit in my chocolate. So if you love chips you need to look at how you can manipulate your daily allowance to fit those chips in. And that is what flexible, flexible dieting is about. So let's look at the macronutrients, protein. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit more into detail about protein um, later on in the podcast, but I just wanted to touch on a little bit about protein and the importance of protein. Protein is an important essential nutrient because your body uses it to build new cells, maintain tissues, and synthesize new proteins that make it possible for you to perform things. Um, Basically, for you to perform and perform basic bodily functions. Now, proteins and nutrients that are essential to the building, the maintenance, and repair of your body um, and the tissues, such as your skin, your internal organs, and your muscles. And they are also the major components of your immune system and your hormones. So, protein is absolutely crucial and essential proteins are made up of substances called amino acids and 22 of those amino acids are vital for your health and unfortunately your body can make 14 of these amino acids but the other eight of the 22 known as the essential amino acids must be obtained from what you eat so 14 of the amino acids out of the 22 you can get from your diet but the rest are non-essential so let's look at some protein sources because I'm sure you're wondering well okay protein where can I get my protein most people think meat and that's true yes protein is found in both animal and plant foods such as meat chicken fish eggs nuts seeds dairy products legumes grains and some vegetables All foods contain some level of protein. However, however, plant sources of protein aren't as complete as animal sources, and they're also not as bioavailable. Bioavailable means your body doesn't absorb them as well. So I really do believe that in order to get enough protein on a plant, Based diet or a vegan diet, you really need to plan ahead and really look at whether you're absorbing the protein or not. Because um, from my experience, I was a vegan for three years, protein was really difficult to hit without some additional help like supplements and eating a lot of soy. So um, you just have to take that into consideration. It's not impossible to hit your protein goals as a vegan, but it's definitely a lot more challenging. A lot of protein-rich uh, foods like legumes and grains come with mainly carbs. They are carb sources. So you have to think about that as well. Protein helps us feel satiated as well. Um, this is like one of the biggest things when it comes to dieting is that protein helps you feel full and satiated and satisfied. So it's really important that you have protein at every meal. Um, it also helps stabilize your blood sugar levels and minimize mindless munching. So if you're you know, a snacker, um, you need to look at whether you're getting enough protein in your diet because you're probably not. Um, I strongly recommend reducing, um, you know, protein that, protein sources that come from like supplements, um, you know, those protein bars and. Um, you know processed protein in a sense because i think that you can have it once in a while but it's not the best source it comes with a whole host of other ingredients that really aren't that good for you to be honest like you know sugars and um, oils and you know unnecessary ingredients um, so try and get your protein from whole foods um meat chicken fish eggs Um, nuts, seeds, dairy products, and if you can tolerate them, legumes, grains, and and vegetables obviously as well have some protein. So whole foods, guys, whole foods, really, really important. 80% whole foods. Each person has different protein needs. And this is something that confuses a lot of people. And I'm actually going to discuss that in a moment. So what are your protein needs? It depends, obviously, on um, your activity levels, your age, your weight, but let's keep this simple. Right, so let's look at protein needs. So how to calculate your protein needs? You need to take your goal weight and times it by 1.0, and that is your protein goal in grams, okay? So keep it simple it's okay if you go a little bit over or a little short, just try and get that amount every day. So for example, if I take my goal weight and I times it by, um, 1.0, that in grams is how much I need to eat in protein every single day. So take your goal weight times 1.0, and that is your protein goal in grams. All right. So, um, Protein ideas. We've already covered it. Um, Like I said, you can get protein from meats. You can get protein also from plant foods. It really just depends. Um, My favorite protein sources um, on the go are things like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, hard-boiled eggs, a protein shake, um, jerky, or even just chicken that like grilled chicken or pieces of chicken that, you know, you've cooked. um, Those are my favorite on-the-go protein um, sources. And um, the best protein that you can find is found in meat and poultry, eggs, fish and seafood, milk, yogurt, cottage cheese. Um, If you're plant-based, beans, lentils, edamame, um, you can also get it from tofu, tempeh, and seitan. Personally, I don't find those very... um, I don't know. I just personally don't find them you know, a good source because, um, again, they're high in carbs and um, some people don't do very well with soy. Uh, some people don't even do very well with seitan. So it really just depends. If you do well with those things, great. If you don't, maybe you have gut issues, IBS issues, then perhaps you need to look at changing your diet. But we're not going to look at that right now because I could go into an entire episode about that. But those are some really good protein sources. You can also find um, you know protein in supplements like casein and whey. Um, I don't really think those are like supplements. I look at casein and I look at whey as dairy because um, it really is just cheese basically or whey is you know a byproduct of the cheese industry so I just I just loop that in with um, dairy products but um, that is what I think are the best sources of protein. And um, you want to just make sure that you don't overdo it, okay? So for example, if you are counting your calories and you go over your protein goal, or let's say um, you you need to meet your protein goal, but you need to go over your calories, I would say just stay a little bit under. Calories are still more important than macros when it comes to fat loss, guys, okay? So If you're looking at counting calories and your goal is fat loss, calories are always going to be more important than protein. They're always going to be more important than your macros because that is your energy balance at the end of the day. And getting more protein in your diet is not as hard as you might think. Uh, A lot of people struggle to do this. Um, All you need to do is just slightly increase your portion sizes, eat a little bit more Greek yogurt, or eat a little bit more chicken, and you know reduce your carbs and look for ways that you can get protein in um, that won't include a lot of calories. So for example, a protein shake is going to help a lot in this case because, um, you know, you could just put it in water and it's like pretty low calorie. So um, definitely look at that, you know, and in, in the long run, you want to kind of add protein from low calorie sources. Otherwise those calories will go up. All right. So let's look at carbohydrates, carbs, carbs, are important for our bodies for many reasons, but I think the, the main reason that we all know about is energy. Energy to our cells and aiding in the recovery from physical activity. So carbs are actually not essential, but they are useful and they are also a great source of fiber as well, which is important. But where do we get carbohydrates? carbs can be categorized as refined or unrefined and they're also called processed or unprocessed simple or complex so you'll see these words a lot popping up unrefined carbohydrates are generally those that are full of nutrients fiber vitamins minerals those are things like your whole grains you know the 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 vegetables the fruits the beans the nuts the seeds those are unrefined you know they come as they are okay um, you know you go into a shop and you pick up a vegetable, it's an unrefined carbohydrate. Now, if you look at refined, refined or processed carbohydrates, those are the ones that have, you know, they've been worked. They've been worked in a laboratory. They've been, um, you know, processed down to um, very simple carbohydrates. They are no longer complex carbohydrates. They are now simple. So these are things like packaged cereals, white bread, white rice, white flour, white chips, most pastas, cakes, candies. Um, These are the foods that are actually quite devoid of nutrients. They are mostly just carbohydrates. They are mostly just empty calories, okay? Which means Means that they're great if you're trying to bulk up if you all you care about is calories but they're not so great if you're looking to you know be nourished and get all your vitamins and minerals because those have been stripped away and sometimes they've been re-added um, in, in terms of like fortified. Um, if you look at like a packaged cereal, it's been fortified. So what they do is they strip. It's, it's just funny, isn't it? They strip it away and then they re-add it in an artificial way. So it's kind of like it's basically fortified foods, I believe. This is just my opinion. Um, are kind of like multivitamins in, in food. Basically, you're just having a bunch of multivitamins, um, in foods rather than getting it from your real foods. You're just now getting all your, you know, fortified foods. But I don't really believe that's a very good strategy. So you can still come, you know, eat these foods, but it's just about you know, finding a balance between the two. So these foods obviously are best to limit in your diet. That doesn't mean that you can't enjoy a treat now and then. Remember, flexible dieting is about being flexible, but just be conscious of how much you're consuming each day. Personally, I find that awareness is the first important step, and this is where tracking your food is very, very helpful. Um, And this is why I believe everybody at some point, needs to track. Um, one thing that we are not focusing on, and in this podcast, is like I said at the very beginning, is feeling guilty about food, assigning morality to food. Um, you know, saying one food is good, one food is bad. Food is food. Food is meant to be enjoyed, and the more healthier choices you make each day, the better you will feel, and the less frequently you'll even want that processed foods. I find that. When I get into a little like uh, rut when it comes to food, I notice that I'm having a lot more junk foods. I crave more junk foods, whereas the more healthier foods and whole foods that I eat, the, the more healthy whole foods that I want to eat. So it's kind of like that chain reaction. So your body will start to crave healthy foods, the more healthy foods you'll actually give it. So carbohydrates are not evil. Okay, let's let's just kind of, you know, throw that out there because I think there's a lot of misconception right now about carbs and how evil they are. Um, and I think this is down to the keto and the carnivore community, um, but we're not going to get into that right now because guess what? Carbs are not evil. They can be part of a healthy and balanced diet. And I believe that all three macronutrients have their place. So let's look at the next macronutrient, which is fats. So fats, fats are super important, okay? Fats are key, and I think there's been such a misconception around fats where, you know, everyone thinks that fat is going to make you fat. Guess what? It's not true okay? So consuming sufficient amounts of fat in the forms that are right and proper proportions has been shown to offer significant health benefits. Um, it can strengthen the immune system, enhance brain and nervous system functions such as mood, intelligence, and behavior, greatly reduces cardiovascular disease, increases your energy and performance, and of course keeps your skin healthy, your hair healthy, and nails. And also it can Fat helps regulate your body weight and improves organ and gland functions. Now, fat is also critical because of the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin D, E, and K, and of course, as well as optimal hormone function. Hormones, they literally thrive on fats. We need fats, okay? Fat is important. Um, But you're probably thinking, wait, but I thought fat was bad for me. And that was the train of thought because of the whole low-fat diet craze that, you know, sweeped the entire world in the 90s. And I think that we need to kind of now look at it and think, okay, fat is not bad, fat is not going to make you fat. Um, the, the unfortunate thing is fat was replaced with sugar and chemicals to make foods taste better because the fat wasn't stripped away. And this did not prove well at all for our body and our waist, waistlines either. And so now, luckily, with the rise of keto and carnivore, we are now no longer afraid of fat. We need to obviously still look at calories. Calories still matter, but fat does not make you fat. And if you've heard, for example, that you know, you can eat all the fat you want on a keto diet without worrying about mac- uh, without worrying about uh, calories, you have been misled. Calories still reign king. Um, they are still you know, they are still the most important part of the, the whole equation when it comes to fat loss. Um, consuming dietary fats does not mean that you will get fat fats and oils are essential to optimal health your body needs them your your, your cells need them um, to manufacture key hormones you need to think about quality okay high quality fats and oils and mostly coming from animal foods and that is what we're going to talk about in a second so, where do fats come from? <laughs> You're probably wondering. Well, fats come from things like meat, eggs, nuts and seeds, oily fish like salmon, um, mackerel, and that those are the sources that you want to be looking at. You want to limit um, the fats coming from bad fats, such as um, you know trans fats, uh, vegetable oils processed seed oils so we want to look at getting more healthy fats into our diet and good fat sources like olive oil, coconut oil, and avocado, those are great plant sources, but you still want to look at getting your fats more from um, non-plant sources. So uh, saturated fats from meat, eggs, nuts, and seeds from monounsaturated fats. Um, yes, polyunsaturated fats, you know, those, those uh, oils are not as not as good as Your saturated fat, so you want to kind of just limit those. Remember, you only need to eat a little bit of fat, you don't need to, you know, go all out. Remember, calories still matter. Um, so, looking at healthy fat sources are really more important. My favorite are um, clarified ghee, uh, coconut butter, coconut oil, olive oil, um, looking at maybe. Grass fed butter, um, things that are organic, you know, those are my favorite. um, And those are really the ones that I kind of have on a regular basis. Um, Like I said, unhealthy fats, we want to keep away from, but you will find unhealthy fats mostly in fast foods, processed foods, chips, crackers, cookies, many snack foods. Um, Those are kind of like hydrogenated oils, highly processed oils that we want to avoid. Um, These cause inflammation in the body and inflammation is the leading cause of chronic disease. So we don't want to, to consume a lot of processed foods. Because of that, we don't want to be eating all these processed oils. So those are really um, some key things that you need to take away from this. So you can track your macronutrients in MyFitnessPal. And I'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode but um, tracking your macronutrients is super important and super key so you know you can start with adding more whole foods into your diet and you'll see such um, such a change really in how you feel the more whole foods that you consume so now let's go and talk a little bit about calories because kind of like brushed over calories and I think it's really important to kind of go into calories because I think it can really confuse a lot of people. What is a calorie anyway? Um, a calorie is a unit of measurement and a calorie is a unit of measurement and that is it. It's That's all it is. It simply measures how much energy is in a given food. There's no such thing as good or bad calories. A calorie is a calorie. It's a unit of measurement. That's it. Okay. Just as an inch on a ruler is the same as an inch on a measuring tape, a calorie in a donut is the same as the calories in an apple the difference is the nutrients that are different that is what I spoke about earlier is the the different nutrients that are found that You know, there are no good foods and bad foods, it's just the different nutrients that are found in foods. Some foods are more nutritious compared to other foods. So obviously in this case, a donut isn't very nutritious, there's not a lot of nutrients in there, versus the apple, okay? So that is what you need to think about when it comes to calories versus nutrients. So the nutrient composition in foods is is what really varies greatly. The the nutrient composition of an apple is extremely different from a piece of cake. Uh, Obviously, we know that we need to eat more whole foods. That is just the matter. And and that's because of the nutrients, the nutrition that is found in whole foods um, versus, you know, processed foods and junk foods that really don't have much nutrition. Um, But calories calories is a calorie, a calorie is a calorie, that's it, okay, so we can't sit here and compare calories too much, because calorie is just literally that, a unit of measurements, the energy balance um, in the equation, so let's look at how to lose fat, because I think that is the biggest question that I get, well, how can I lose weight, how can I lose fat without counting calories, okay, so First things first, before I even get into that, I need to make it clear that in order to lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Calorie deficit means you need to be eating less than you uh, expend or use up. Basically, eat less, more than you, um, that you need in your daily life, okay? So for example, if your body requires you know let's say 1500 calories to stay alive in the day and to use up as energy in order to lose weight you need to eat less than that in order to stay the same you eat the same so that is how it works so how to actually find your your deficit where 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 can you find your numbers now my favorite approach is actually to just go to an online calculator called TDE calculator, and it will basically do it for you. And it's great. Now, when I have my clients come to me, I do it for them. And I assign calories based on their goal. Obviously, some people want to lose weight, some people want to put on muscle. It's different. Um, Goals are different. But there's also one very simple way that I learned from my coach, uh, Jordan Syatt, and he calls it the Hail Mary deficit. And um, I find I, I found it to be very simple, um, especially for those who are, you know, kind of like not sure and not very good with numbers. And um, it, it's just a very quick and simple way. Especially, it's a very long, it's a very great long term approach if you have a lot of weight to lose. Um, it's more sustainable and it's. It's a lot easier to stick to over the long term. And it's very simple. You take your goal body weight and you times it by 12. And that will be your daily calorie goal. So for example, and you have to make sure that you're taking your goal body weight in pounds, not in kilos, guys. So goal body weight, let's say, is 150. Uh, 150 pounds, that is how much you want to weigh, okay, your goal body weight. Not how much you weigh now, but your goal body weight. So if, if, if it's not 150 and it's something else, then you need to put your goal body weight. How much do you want to weigh? You times that by 12 and that looks at 1,800 calories. So 150 multiplied by 12 is 1,800 calories. So that is your daily goal. So, um, like I said, um, it's based in pounds. So if you measure it in kilograms, you take your goal weight in kilos and you multiply that by 2.2 and to find your goal weight in pounds. So first you need to Get it in pounds, and then you use the the calculation in pounds. Now, if you have a significant weight to lose, um, you definitely have a little bit more wiggle room. You can eat a little bit more. You can still be in a deficit and still make progress. Um, it's one of those things where you kind of have to tweak as you um, you know as you progress. You keep tweaking, and you see what's working, what's not working. So um, you know, hitting an exact number like an exact target can sometimes be a lot more difficult so it's it's not really needed unless you're like you know trying to you know compete or you you're you're measuring every gram so having a goal like target or like a range is it's good enough especially if you have a lot of weight to lose um so trying and finding a target um, by 100 calories on both ends. So instead of 1,800, it could be like a range. It could be like 1,700 to 1,900 calories. L- look, honestly, my favorite thing is to just to go to this TDE calculator. Find your TDE, your total daily energy expenditure. And based on that, you can find, and, and it will tell you exactly based on your goals, your whether you're sedentary or not. And um, that is really the best way to do it. Um, There's also another method that is a little bit more kind of aggressive and I think this is important to note that it's not for everybody, Um, it's not really a long term solution but you can cycle between fat loss and maintenance periods um, or you can go on mini cuts where you stay on mini cuts or phases of calorie deficit. Uh, for one to four weeks, and then you stay in maintenance a little bit more, and then you go back into that um, calorie deficit phase. And this is more for like advanced people, people that are like really have only a few kilos to lose. Um, they're already fairly lean. Um, and I, I I, obviously do this with my clients um, in a more kind of one-to-one basis. So um, I won't really touch on that too much. Um, just wanted to make sure to, you know, throw that out there, that there are more aggressive ways that you can go into a fat loss phase, um, but you need to be you know, keeping in mind that um, it needs to be tailored to you and your unique goals um, and your body. So um, I hope you guys are still with me. Now I'm going to go into simple solutions that you can do when it comes to calorie counting, whether, whether you want to calorie count or whether you're not really sure how to do it how to lose fat without counting calories because i know that you're probably like okay well she's now spoken about all the ways that i should you know count my calories but now it feels so overwhelming here's what you can do okay so the first thing you can do is eat three meals a day so make sure you're getting three meals per day and each meal should fit on one plate so you know making sure that it fits on one plate only okay so no seconds now half of that plate is going to be vegetables so fill half of that plate with your fruits your vegetables sorry not fruits your vegetables i'll talk about fruit in a second um and a quarter of that plate should be protein so protein eggs chicken meat um whatever protein that you've decided to eat that day. And the rest is made up of carbs and fats. So really, really carbs and fats are only a very small amount of that plate. And this is specific because when you want to lose fat, carbs and fats are those macronutrients that you really don't want to be eating too much of. And the reason is, is because protein is gonna keep you, you know, satiated for a lot longer. And um, carbs are great to use, you know, in conjunction with training and exercise. And fat is like the macronutrient that has the most calories, okay? Actually, I, I didn't mention this, but protein and carbs have four calories per gram and fat has nine calories per gram. So, you know, there, you can see just how much you can overeat on fats, things like oils, um, you know, even just a piece of like, I don't know, a piece of butter. There's just, you know, it's a lot of calories of fat. So you want to fill your plate with the most high volume, low calorie foods. Vegetables, then you want to fill it with protein because of course you need that protein and the rest and you know can be fats and carbs. If you if you follow this step every meal, three meals per day, believe me, you're going to see results without needing to measure anything without needing to calculate things. Any of that stuff, okay? That is one of the easiest ways that you can lose fat without counting calories. Now, what about snacks? Okay, so you you you're probably thinking, okay, well, I I like to snack. All right, great. You can still snack. Have two snacks per day. Each snack each snack should fit in one palm, so just a hand size, palm palm sized, and those snacks should be either a fruit or a protein. You can have both, okay? So you can have like a piece of chicken or you can have a boiled egg with an apple or you can have like an apple with some almonds or something like that, that, you know, some some simple ideas that you can eat or a little bit of cottage cheese with some strawberries. My favorite, low calorie, very delicious, especially if you have a sweet tooth. So snacks, only two per day and they need to be protein and or a fruit. I prefer having one or the other. So just because in terms of digestion, it's better to kind of separate fruit from any other foods that you're eating. Um, Fruit digests very quickly, whereas protein takes a lot longer to digest. So if you eat both of them at the same time, it can cause a little bit of, you know, bloating and some gas for a lot of people that have digestive issues. So just to keep it simple, just separate them. Now, focus on Whole Foods. We've talked about it. I've gone on and on and on about, you know, Whole Foods are important. Your vegetables, your fruits, your meats, your dairy, your um, eggs, your foods that are natural, found in nature. If you focus 80% on Whole Foods and Actually, I'm gonna say 90%, okay? Especially with fat loss, because with fat loss, you need to focus on more whole foods. And then 10% you can leave it for like your fun foods. And now, These are some pro tips that I want to share with you guys. Number one is watch out for dressings and sauces. Dressings, salad dressings, oils, um, you know, sauces that like foods that come in very saucy um, dishes. Things like Alfredo or things like cheesy sauces and creamy sauces. Very, very high fat, very high calorie. So limit those. Keep everything simple. Keep your meals super simple. If you want to add flavor, you can add flavor with spices, with a lemon, with hot sauce, things like Tabasco or Sriracha, which are lower in calories, um, or sweet chili sauce, things like that. Um, limit oils. So my favorite is using oil sprays because you'll put a lot less just a few sprays gives it enough of that lubrication that you need, um, and if you want to add butter, make sure that you ca- you know calculate that, and you don't forget to you know think about okay, well I've had some butter, maybe I'll eat less of something else because you know it has a lot of. Uh, calories, and then things like drinks. You know your 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 smoothies, your juices. Limit those. Think about drinking more zero calorie foods, um, and stop eating when you're full. Because when you're full, that is when you need to stop eating. So if you're one of those people that just you know eats really fast and you don't feel full very quickly slow down, eat more mindfully, chew your food. You'll feel full very quickly and you'll stop eating and you won't overeat. And another one is limiting alcohol. So I'm going to actually talk a little bit about alcohol in another podcast, but just kind of touch on alcohol. Alcohol is empty calories. Um, it, it, It comes with absolutely no nutrition, as we know. It's just one of those poisons that everyone does <laughs> and uh, unfortunately we just need to be real here um, alcohol just does no good but if you are looking to you know have a drink here or there then definitely look at more um, spirits things like vodka um, gin those are more low calorie and if you can have it with like a soda water or a tonic um, it's a lot less calorie dense than, you know, juices and Cokes and things like that. Um, beer is very high calorie. Wine is also very high calorie. So think about limiting those as well. So that is how you count calories. Um, sorry, that is how you lose fat without counting calories, guys. It's so simple. I've actually posted a picture, an infographic on my Instagram. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. Um, that kind of runs this down in in very simple um bullet points so go and check that out now we're going to talk quickly about cardio for fat loss because i think a lot of people get this really confused people think that they need to do so much cardio to lose fat Guess what? The most important part of fat loss is not cardio, it's nutrition. So exercising does not drive fat loss. Many people go wrong by focusing on exercise. They think that they can out um, exercise a bad diet, or they can use exercise to accelerate fat loss. You know, focusing on nutrition is so much more important than focusing on exercise. um, Because Focusing on exercise over nutrition can lead to bad relationships with food, bad relationships with working out. You you end up punishing yourself because, oh my God, you ate too much, so you have to go and run for 45 minutes. That is not what we want to do here, guys. A calorie deficit should always be your first priority. Exercise is the second priority. So fat loss, it's all about nutrition. Now, cardio, Cardio um, is, is confusing for a lot of people because they think cardio is going to burn the fat. But guess what? If you love to do cardio, then do it. If you don't want to do cardio, then don't do it. That's It's as simple as that because it does not drive fat loss. Nutrition does. Now, if you want to you know, have a little bit more wiggle room when it comes to food, you can definitely you know, um, increase your, your movement, increase your calorie, um, is energy expenditure, um, without, you know, basically you can move more. That's it. All right. That's it. Move more, but don't look at cardio as fat burning. Um, it really isn't about fat burning. Um, really, if you love to do cardio, then, you do it. If you don't, you don't. I mean, I'm not a big fan of cardio, especially that traditional style cardio. Um, I like hit. I like, um, you know, doing like finishers and metabolic finishers after a good training session, weight training session, but I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, running on a treadmill for hours. So um, just think about it, um, what it is that you want to do, what it is that you like and look at it in that sense. If you're not a cardio fan, it's fine. You don't need to think about it. All right, you need to think about <sighs> calorie deficit. That is when that's all it it comes down to. It comes down to that calorie deficit. Now, flexible dieting, we've talked about it. Flexible dieting is Definitely not a plan where you eat whatever you want and how much you want uh, without any limits and still get progress. No, we want to make sure that we eat 80% good whole foods and 20% of the time you can fit in. Flexible, flexibility, right? So, flexibility is about being flexible. So, flexible dieting is. You know, focused on hitting your nutrition consistently. And you can include all foods, but making sure that you are flexible. You, you know, if you get off track, you don't beat yourself up or you, you know, get all guilty on yourself. No, you can get off track and still be okay with yourself, being flexible with your mindset, but don't allow getting off track to become the excuse for perpetually being or staying off track. So you want to get right back on it, all right? You want to be more structured, but you still want to have that flexibility so that when you go out with your friends, you can still fit food in without being all obsessive, right? So that is really what it is about, Flexible dieting is not about being, you know, super restrictive. It's having that, you know, structure, but also being flexible. And so that brings me to the end of the podcast. But I'm not going to go anywhere before I actually give you some action steps, right? Because now you've got all the information all the information that you need um, about your protein, about your fat, your carbs, your macronutrients, you know what a calorie is, you know how to track calories now without having to count them, you know how to lose fat without counting calories, I've given you a lot of tips on how to calculate your calories and um, you know portion control, what to do when you don't want to track, but what you what should you do now like you're going to get off this podcast and then go back to your old ways no you're going to take action because i'm a coach and i want to make sure that you actually do something with the information that i give you so here's what you need to do right now if fat loss is your goal and you want to lose fat and you want to lose weight and you want to get back get back on track you're going to go and download an app called My Fitness Pal, and this is going to be your best friend. You're going to get an idea of how much protein, fat, and carbs that you are getting each day. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to start, you know, changing your diet right away. Okay. I want you to just track your regular food every day, um, without without putting any limitations on your diet right now, you can track your intake of things like your fiber, your sugar, your micronutrients. This is just going to be educational. This is, especially if you've never done this before. So this is going to give you a big insight on how much food you're eating every day. Are you eating little? Because some of my clients skip meals and they don't eat a lot. So um, you want to do this for maybe a few days to a week. That's it. Just a week. Then, After that, based upon that information that you have, you can start deciding on what you're going to do from there on. If you notice that you don't eat very much and you are actually under eating, then you need to know that you need to start adding in more regular meals, more structure, so you don't under eat. Um, If you find yourself that you're overeating, then you need to now calculate your calorie requirements for each day based on my calculations that I gave you your goal weight times by 12 or go on tdcalculator.com and you will find your number that is based on your uh, activity level your age your height all of that good stuff and also your protein goals remember your goal um, your protein goals for that day and start tracking every day or if you don't want to track, you want to still lose fat without counting calories, you follow my simple portion control method to lose fat that I shared with you guys. The simple plate method and, you know, three meals, two snacks, watching your whole foods and watching all those um You know, um, additional calories that you can find actually on my Instagram page. So if you want to go and check it out, check it out and you'll see exactly what I talked about. Um, And I'm hoping that maybe you took notes today so that you can, you know, just go away from this episode with a whole lot of information that you can take with you. Um, Next, you want to get a calendar. And this is gonna really be such a motivating tool for you. You wanna get a calendar and start marking each day that you work out with a big red X. This is actually something that I learned um, from um, back in the days with um, P90X. They used to put just put a big red mark big red X on each day, that is gonna motivate you. It's, you're gonna be seeing all these red X's and you're gonna be like, wow, I have gotten so many workouts in. And if there's not a lot of red X's, then maybe you need to be like, okay, I've gotta be a bit more real with myself. I didn't work out that much this month. That is why I haven't haven't reached my goals. So, you know, that is gonna give you motivation, but it's also gonna give you insight, all right, into how much you're actually pushing yourself. Then you want to focus on your 80-20 rule. Remember, being flexible, willing to adjust, being patient with yourself, trusting the process, okay? It's so important. There are no quick fixes. You need to trust the process. And of course, if you struggle with any of these things, guys, if you need help, if you need someone to help you with the numbers the calorie, your calorie requirements, your macronutrients tailored for your individual goals, please, please get in touch with me. I offer one-to-one coaching. Very easy um, to just send me a message anywhere. Send it on Instagram, send me an email. Um, you can find it through my website and you can talk to me for free. We can talk about your goals. And then based on that, I can help you um, reach your goals with some action steps that you know, with a little bit more guidance because I know that sometimes doing this on your own could be a little bit more difficult, right? And it could feel a lot more overwhelming when you have a coach that can tell you what to do and how to do it um, and give you step-by-step action steps. It's so much more easier. So get in touch with me, guys, if you want. And I'm actually offering some some. Um, free coaching at the moment, because I know a lot of people are struggling with this whole COVID-19 situation. So if you're looking to get some more help, just get in touch with me and I am gonna be more than happy to help you out for free. All right, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I know it was another long one, but look, I'm all about information, I'm all about education, and I want you to be armed with all the tools that you need to succeed fat loss is possible if you know exactly what to do and the right steps to take. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and I cannot wait to see you next week. Or like I said, talk to you. I always say that, right? I always say I see you next week. It's actually I'll talk to you guys next week. But anyway, enough rambling. Have an amazing week and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.